the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. Folks, good morning on this uh, chilly but sunny Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, whoa, which is dipietro.com. We are off and running, folks, on this Friday. It has been chilly. It's going to be nice this weekend. I want to start off with this um, Georgia mom. I don't know if you've heard this, but she absolutely exploded on a school board about this whole business of the mass. Let me play it for you, and then... Uh, tell you some sites on it but i i think she sums up how a lot of people feel right now and especially with children and masks and school and everything else the same thing social emotional health if you truly mean that you would end the mask requirement tonight tonight this is not march 2020 anymore we have three vaccines every adult in the state of georgia that wants that vaccine is eligible to get it right right. now and every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus that's right they're not nope and that's a blessing it is but as the adults what have we done with that blessing not enough we've shoved it to the side and we've said we don't care you're still going to wear a mask on your face every day five and six year olds you still can't play together on the playground like normal children seven and eight year olds we don't care we're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry shame on us that's right my six-year-old looks at me every month before i come here and she says are you going to tell them tonight tell them i don't want to wear this anymore and i say baby it's not time to fight that battle yet i try to explain that there's so many things but it's april 15th 2021 and it's time take these masks off of my child good love it exactly right and i know what i'm going to be met with but miss taylor the cdc we Uh, did not vote for people at the cdc that's right we did elect leaders who do create policy we elected the five of you we chose you to make difficult decisions for our children we chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest and forcing five six seven eight and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for Uh, seven hours a day every day for uh, the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them thank you not in their best interest and this has to stop defend our children my six-year-old can't come up here and say this it has to stop take these off of our children she is exactly right and again folks uh good morning it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm listen there is definitely a break here between those that want to continue and how about the fact they're now going to announce that now they're, they're thinking, well, you know, on, in hindsight, maybe maybe it doesn't spread outside. How many times were you told, Fauci, and I'll say Fauci was saying that, you know, you go for a walk, you're going to have your mask with you. How many people, you see people on on bikes. I've gotten arguments on social media because President Biden would be out in a field alone. And these people that just, oh, no, you don't know. All right, say, what, who is that on a bike path? Oh, you obviously haven't been on one then or a walking path you you go by them it dissipates outside the worst was this business of closing the beaches you know we've actually learned the beach was probably the safest place to be because of the sun and also because of the wind and the fact that the virus was absolutely dissipated they, they should have been encouraging everyone to go to the beach we're supposed to be outside it's safer outside not inside all right let's stay now you have that a woman a mother caring about her children and it's all true how about remember last summer the teachers refusing to go back who listening to me right now on the john DePietro show your child was not in school the teachers making out their wills i can't teach from the grave all bs all nonsense all lies 
So we go from someone making sense, that mother, to yesterday at the funeral of Dante Wright, the young man that was uh, 20 years old. He, he resisted arrest in the traffic stop. The officer then apparently mistakenly shot him with their handgun instead of stun gun. Well, they had his funeral yesterday, treating him like a king. Carried live on MSNBC, Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy. And one of the people that spoke was one of member of the squad, Elon Omar. Let's go to uh, Elon Omar as she was uh, speaking yesterday. Thank you, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, for being here uh, and for that Remember, she's a rep in Minneapolis. Most of us in this room, including myself, look at you as a guardian and are blessed to be in your presence. And may Dante Wright serve as a guardian for all of us. But as a member of the Congressional Black Caucus and the squad, as one of the youngest and newest members of the Congressional Black Caucus, some people I also have guardians. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee uh. and our chairwoman, Joyce Beatty, serve as guardians for me and many of my colleagues. Explains plenty. Joyce Beatty was going to be here and speak on our behalf as the chairwoman of our caucus. But just like we've been visited by tragedy here in Minnesota often, she in Columbus, Ohio, uh. was visited by a tragedy of a young woman whose life was taken by Columbus police. Oh my, again, now they, th here it is, it's supposed to be the funeral of Dante Wright. She's bringing up the girl with the murder. Never mind, you know, you, people are wondering why there's so many problems in Minneapolis. Let, let's just keep in mind they elected her to Congress. All right, as much as we think we have problems with Cicilline and Langevin, absolutely useless Langevin, Gentleman Jim, 20 years, what has he accomplished? Zero. His biggest accomplishment, he's been able to fly back and forth to D.C. to from Providence. But here is, let's go back to, this is Rep. Omar now. She was the one on September 11th. Some people did something, I think. I don't remember. Something about a plane. I mean, talk about minimizing September 11th. But she was an honored speaker yesterday as a congresswoman from uh, Minnesota. This is uh, Rep. Omar now. Remember the, remember the squad yesterday at the big funeral for Dante Wright. Here we go. And we are today confront, comforted by the words of our Lord in the Revelation 21-4. Uh, yeah, she's so familiar with it. Which says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things that passed away. Yes. Yes, Rep. Omar. Anything else? No words can really help ease the pain. Ease the Is she emotional or she can't read? Oh. Reverend Al is comforting her. No words can really help to ease the loss you bear. Just know that your family and friends are very close in every thought and prayer. May the outpouring of sympathy, the kinds of acts of friends and strangers, the comfort in knowing that your loss is felt by many, help you through this now again that is uh, rep omar best friend of congressman cicilline and also member of the squad hey good morning america has an interesting piece that now the justice department is looking into an incident 2017 between uh, derek chauvin i haven't heard about this um 
Derek Chauvin and a black team. I wonder why. Yeah, here we go. On the heels of that DOJ announcement of an investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department's practices as a whole, sources now tell us that the DOJ's ongoing criminal investigation of convicted murderer Derek Chauvin is also looking at a September 2017 incident involving a black teenager. The confrontation was captured by body cameras, and the video was presented to the judge in Chauvin's just-concluded murder trial. That's according to the state prosecutor, Matthew Frank, who wanted to tell the jury about the case. Chauvin was dispatched to a home on a domestic dispute call between a mother and her son. After entering the home, officers told the son to lie on the ground, which he refused. Chauvin allegedly then hit the 14-year-old boy in the head so hard he needed stitches, grabbing the teen by the throat, causing him to lose consciousness and fall to the ground. Frank wrote, noting the teen's ear began bleeding, and about a minute after going to the ground, the child began repeatedly telling the officer that he could not breathe. He allegedly held the boy down with his knee for nearly 17 minutes. The U.S. Justice Department is still weighing whether to bring federal charges huh. against Chauvin. We wow. also have more information this morning about Chauvin's life on the force and off. Despite several commendations and awards during his 19-year career, Chauvin was named in at least 17 complaints, including one alleging excessive force during a traffic stop. But the jury, who found Chauvin guilty on all three counts, was not privy to the entirety of that information. An alternate juror in the case, Lisa Christensen, is speaking out about the toll the trial took on her. I didn't think it would affect me as much as it has. It, it was emotional. It was draining. Christensen believes Chauvin is guilty and says the pulmonologist, Dr. Tobin, was a key witness for the state. I feel like he could actually point out going through the video and saying, hey, at this instance right here is when Mr. Floyd lost his life. Uh, we mentioned those 17 complaints against him in his file. Only one resulted in any type of action, any discipline, and those were simply letters of reprimand. We do want Now, this is another example. And again, folks, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. This is another example where you have to be able to get rid of a bad police officer. Without Look at the damage that is done. This portion of the show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look on this sunny Friday. Stop it and see the Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open. They're ready for you. They're open seven days a week. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve, Debbie, Jr. Byron. You can find them on Facebook as well. And right now, what a uh, beautiful selection. Hanging in patience bags, 12-inch potted tomatoes, 10-inch geranium hanger, 12-inch geranium pots. It's all assorted colors. Beautiful 14-inch moss baskets, hydrangeas, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock mulch. Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open for the season. Stop in and see them. They're open seven days a week. Shop local. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, we also have the controversy regarding LeBron James. President Trump issued a statement last night about it. And I thought, I want to play, Shona Hannity made a very interesting point about LeBron James and what he put on Twitter. Like many on the left, without having all the facts, or even half the facts, or many facts, well, it's sad that LeBron James was more than happy to weigh in. He recklessly rushed onto Twitter, and he sent out this threatening message to his 50 million-plus followers, a picture of the police officer involved with an hourglass, and the message, you're next. Now, we blurred the officer's face here. We don't want an angry mob showing up at his door. But LeBron, LeBron James, essentially, the term is called doxing. He doxed him. Now, let's be very clear here. LeBron James put this officer's life, my opinion, at risk, and a lot of other people's opinion. Yep. Ultimately, he ended up deleting the tweet, but he never apologized. Nope. He owes this officer an apology. That's right. Instead, in a very lame, frankly, very cowardly series of tweets, he pretended to be a victim of hateful people, demanded accountability over and over and over again. The irony here is that LeBron James refuses to hold himself, in this case, accountable Good point. for putting a police officer's life in jeopardy <clears throat> and in danger, a cop who saved a young, unarmed African-American girl from being stabbed. Now, if this was... Uh, from a conservative or let's say Donald Trump. What are the odds that at Jack, at Twitter, the president of Twitter, that he would remove or suspend LeBron James' account? What are the odds that he would be boycotted by many people and corporations, you know, like the ones that went after, oh, Georgia? 
uh, what are the odds? Yep. Uh, no, the other way. What are the odds uh, that in this case the boycott or cancellation would happen? I'm not calling for that. I've never been and never will be a part of that cancel culture or that boycott crowd. I'll never do that. I don't want to silence speech. I don't want to silence LeBron James. He's allowed to feel how he feels. LeBron, I hope you are able to answer, though, this question. And when I say God forbid, these aren't words. I mean God forbid for any. Again, I thought, um, folks, he was uh, right on the money. And again, that was uh, Sean Hannity discussing the situation regarding uh, that. That was just cowardly. I think the biggest point is why, why didn't Twitter suspend his account? Because what, what they're talking about and the lies they're putting forward on the left, they're very, very dangerous. They're inflammatory. I just don't understand why there isn't some more consequences. They were in such a hurry to shut down President Trump. But boy, it certainly doesn't seem to go both ways. All right, it's Friday. It's John DePietro. We have a lot more ahead, folks, as the uh, social unrest continues in the country. The good news is... Again, if you want to get a vaccine, it's available. It seems like COVID is starting to become in the rearview mirror. A lot more ahead right here on this Friday on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508 508- Three three six seventy eight zero one. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at Mega Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today. Five zero eight three three six seventy eight zero one. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor, or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. Outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585, 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. With us, he is our legal analyst, Providence Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's start off. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Chauvin verdict. Um, I have a lot of questions, but let's just begin. Um, a lot of people very surprised, Tim Dodd, that 10 hours of uh, – 
the, the jury was deliberating and then guilty on all three counts. Take us through it. I was a little surprised about the. Uh, I thought. I wasn't sure so much about the second degree murder, the more significant charge. And I wasn't sure about the third degree murder only because of the uh, statutory provision that you had to have a depraved mind. Right. And, and I thought that, and I of course couldn't listen to everything that went on during the trial. I, I don't know if defense counsel hit on that saying there's no evidence of a depraved mind. I mean, that seems like trying to be an armchair psychologist to get into the head of Chauvin to determine whether or not he was quote unquote depraved at mm. the time of this incident. But at the same time, John, I guess it's not really surprising that this jury so quickly came to that determination. And there's so many facets to this. One thing, you know, as someone who handles the defense and is never a prosecutor, I always kind of look at these cases from the perspective of defense counsel and almost to the, from the perspective like, oh my God, how is this attorney ever going to win this case? Right. So it's almost like not the defendant because he's despicable, but the attorney is like in this underdog position. It's like, yep. can he pull this one out? Can he do it? And I think given what he had to deal with, he did a very commendable job, you know, trying to put on a case in the face of this nine and a half minute video, which is just grisly and which was shown to the jury over and over. They were pounded with it. And I believe defense counsel covered a lot of important bases uh, and protected the record um, for appellate purposes. Um, of course, the defense counsel got no traction with this judge in terms of all of many of the motions made. And getting back to why the jury came away so quickly uh, with guilty verdicts on the three counts, you have to wonder what would have happened if early on or before the trial started, uh, defense counsel's motion for a delay or a motion for change of venue yes. or a motion for a pretrial and complete trial sequestration would have affected the, the outcome. Mm. To, to review a few of the pertinent things that happened uh, during the course of this trial, right before the trial starts, there's a $27 million settlement between yep. uh, the city and the family of George Floyd. Now, that to me would suggest to a jury pool that this guy's guilty before the trial even starts, that he, yep. he or his... Um, police colleagues did something wrong 27 mil is a mm. huge number for this type of case right that should have resulted i believe in a delay mm. the next thing that happens in the middle of the trial with no sequestration of the jurors the dante wright shooting right. happens 40 yeah. miles away yep move for a mistrial judge denies it the next thing is, you know, there's the constant protests, there's the constant threats. You know, the jury says, no judge, we won't read about this case, no judge, we won't watch it on TV. But it's pretty hard to avoid this case, unless yeah. you're just watching Nick at Night every night or cartoons, right. it's very hard to avoid. This case uh, pervaded the popular culture, the news cycle, and everything in between. What else happens? There's protests constantly going on. Yep. There's threats. If we don't get the verdict we want, we're going to burn the city down, or we're going to, mm. you know, we're going to destroy things, or we're going to riot. Whatever you, the language is, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, not quoting. Right now, does the jury get a sense? Oh boy, in my hands is the decision. Either a we're going to have peace and calm or we're going to have riots and chaos and mayhem. What happens next mm. before they get this case? 
one of the defense experts, um, they find it is f- the expert's former residence, a severed pig head covered yeah. with blood. Now, what's that messaging? Well, you know what? If you do anything to help this defendant, we're coming after you. We know where you live. We're going to come back and get retribution against you. One wonders if that had any impact on this judge. I'm I'm not suggesting it did. We can't know for sure. But if you're a juror, you must be sitting there thinking, what have I gotten myself into here? You know, if if I um, vote to acquit and that information gets out, are they going to burn down my house? Are they going to threaten my family? Are they going to threaten me? Um, And the protesters have been quite vocal and not at all you know subtle about saying if we don't get the verdict we want there's going to be chaos in the streets yep now this is a bad case of a bad cop who did a dreadful thing um the media has tried to spin this that this is um representative of all cops they're all animals and they're all out to kill black guys and i just don't think that's reality I think there's isolated cases which are provocative and the media loves to cover because it uh, forwards the narrative that I think they're predisposed to put out there. But if this devolves into cases where crowds of protesters intimidate jurors, intimidate lawyers, intimidate judges, to not follow the rule of law and not be governed by the evidence that's put before you, but by this sense of if we don't rule the way the mob wants, right. the mob is going to raise hell. Yep. And if that's what this system devolves into, um, we're doomed. <laughs> we're frankly doomed because the rule of law in our criminal justice system and our jury system, quite frankly, is not perfect, as they say, but it's better than any other country's system. Sure. Tim Dodd, let me, I'd like to just go through some of the charges, though. How could he be found guilty of both second-degree murder and manslaughter? Well, because at the time of sentencing, you're going to find that he's only going to really be sentenced on the second-degree um, murder charge. The, the except, let me not say except, you've got the second-degree murder conviction, You've got the lesser charge of manslaughter. You've got the lesser charge of third degree. Those are, in a sense, lesser included offenses of the second degree murder charge. So all three of those are put in front of the jury because the jury could have said not guilty on second degree, not guilty on manslaughter, guilty of third degree. Right. So the, the jury's given a menu to pick and choose which charges they find that the government sustained. He's not going to be sentenced. I give you 12 years on murder two. I give you another 10 years on manslaughter. And I give you another five years on the third degree. He's simply going to be sentenced on the lead charge that he was convicted of. Mm. So that's how it shakes out. He's not going to be sentenced on three different um, findings of guilt, if you will. But, John, just going back a little bit more. I, I want to just sneak in a okay. quick break, and sure. then we will come pick it up right there. Folks, again, attorney Tim Dodd with us right here. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508 336 for Mega MEGA, mega truck and trailer repair as i said commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections and rhode island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service serving rhode island and massachusetts it's mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508-336-2110 24-hour mobile service and also abs repairs brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. 
If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Radio show, standby. Folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. Joining us right now, he has a very distinguished career. He is also... At one time, was the U.S. Solicitor General. He has a new book out, and it is tremendous, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in an Age of Uncertainty. Joining us right now, I want to welcome to the John DePietro Show, it's the one and only Ken Starr. Good morning, Ken Starr. Hey, good morning, John. Good to be with you. Thank you. Congratulations on the book, Religious Liberty in Crisis. Uh, Couldn't come out at a better time. I want to just start off with... What was your motivation for writing this particular book at this particular time? Well, when the pandemic uh, hit, uh, we saw the storm clouds uh, gathering, governors taking um, positions that seemed to me to be completely inconsistent with fundamental ideas of American freedom, especially the freedom to uh, to worship. So uh, the, the book has been uh, on my heart for them, 40 years. And I can explain that if we have time, but it was time to articulate as best I can in very accessible language. Here are the great principles. There's six great principles of American religious liberty. We can all understand them, and let's try to understand them so that we can be effective soldiers now in this peaceful battle uh, for restoring and, and, and certainly maintaining religious liberty when we see church closures and the like. And uh, I think it's a harbinger of things uh, sure to come that are endangering this first freedom, the very first words of the Bill of Rights, the very first words of the First Amendment protect religious liberty. It's the foundational liberty. We need to all understand it fully and protect it. Ken Starr, during the, the you know throes of the pandemic, when people's faith was challenged, people had loved ones dying, what, what jumped out at you when New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, one of the first things they did was close the churches and then started limiting, no, you can't have loved ones at the funeral. Nope, there won't be more ten, than 10 people in the church. My reaction was that it was blatantly unconstitutional, and it took a little while for the courts, especially the Supreme Court of the United States, which has been a great friend of liberty, to sort through all this. And you know, we're in the midst of the pandemic; people were dying. It was uh, a very and is a very tragic uh, time. But my reaction was, wait a second, you have issued this categorical wait religious side of our constitutional protections of our first freedoms. We don't have an untrammeled 
constitutionally protected right to go wandering into a liquor store. We do have a right to go to our church, our synagogue, our place of worship. Folks, we're speaking with Ken Starr, his new book, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in an Age of Uncertainty. Now, Ken Starr, obviously the big talk today, what is your reaction to the news, the Biden administration? Well, the, at least they want to have a bill. We haven't heard from the White House yet, but all this business of packing the court, expanding the Supreme Court, which you have argued in front of, by the way, over 36 times. Yes, it has been my privilege uh, over several decades to, to argue before the Supreme Court. And whether you agree uh, or disagree with a particular decision or even a line of decisions, the Supreme Court works well. It works efficiently. And we've seen and heard voices such as that now in the court of Stephen Breyer, appointed by President Clinton, uh, the liberal icon, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, before she passed from this life. She said in very, very clear language, that the Supreme Court should not be expanded. And so it's a raw political move, a power move, and I hope it's going to be roundly rejected by both parties. But I certainly hope that some members of the president's party come around and say, you know, we just... uh, no, we just can't do this. It's wrong. It's wrong to tinker with the structure of a very well-functioning branch of government. I'd like to get into the book a little bit, Ken Starr. How can we protect our faith through any crisis that we face? First, I think there's the self-education process. Just as Abraham Lincoln educated himself and so many people in the history of our country, not everyone had the the blessing of growing up in New England with all the colleges and universities and so forth. Uh, John Adams would say, "Let's let's read. Come, let us reason together." So I want people to be able to read this book. It's 170 pages long, and to then reflect on the book and discuss it around the dinner table with children and with grandchildren. We need a transmission. We need not an automobile transmission. We need a transmission of the fundamental principles of American life and liberty passed on to the next generation. Because guess what? We've had a transmission breakdown over the last two generations. There's been a collapse of civic education in the United States, and that includes the idea of who we are as a free people in terms of the freedom to worship and the freedom to exercise our faith, not simply by going to the church or synagogue or place of worship, but to carry on our lives consistent with our worldview or consistent with our religious tenets. That's who we have been. People who protect the exercise of conscience informed by faith for now over two centuries, that is being not just eroded, it's being challenged frontally. And we have to equip ourselves as citizens, especially those who uh, are in a journey of life that is informed by faith and belief in that which is higher. We, of all people, need to be at the vanguard of educating ourselves so that we can debate effectively in the marketplace of ideas, including our next-door neighbor, our clubs, our organizations, and so forth, and to be able to say persuasively, this is why that governmental action is wrong. It's something I just instinctively feel it's wrong, but it goes against my opinion. These are principles that are embedded in our constitutional order, and I can speak to them even though I haven't gone uh, to law school or set foot in a law school. I can be an effective and zealous advocate for American freedom. We're speaking with Ken Starr, folks, his new book, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in an Age of Uncertainty, right here on the John DePietro Show. Ken, what will happen to our religious liberty if government officials overreach? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Friends of Liberty will come rushing like the Minutemen of New England (laughs) centuries ago. And uh, they will come down from the mountains and from the hills and the valleys and the cities, and they will rally around the flag of freedom. But we cannot allow even the slightest erosion of those freedoms. So here's what people can do. They're wonderful friends of freedom. They're sentinels. Uh, There are people who are doing such wonderful work in defending our uh, freedoms 
in the Supreme Court of the United States, I'll name just a couple, Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, First Liberty, based in Dallas, I serve on the board of the Christian Legal Society, our Center for Religious Liberty. These groups are doing fantastic work, and so we need to support them with our encouragement, if we can, uh, support them financially, because when the battle cry comes, hey, there's a threat to liberty here, but this city council or this governor or whatever, these groups are ready to go into action. We have to have the courage to stand up for what we believe and say, Governor, you've gone too far, and guess what? I've called the police. They're calling Alliance Defending Freedom and these other groups. Now, Ken, as we're talking and we're hearing now about, you know, this plan to pack the Supreme Court, expand it, could you touch on the ways that people may not have realized, but the Supreme Court has provided protection from different forms of government overreach and why that's so important? Let me just use one example, and I appreciate that question very much, because sometimes we say, well, the Supreme Court, who cares? They sometimes get it wrong, and we can, of course, have our disagreements with a particular decision or line of decisions. Let me give you, here's a very happy story. So the Obama administration's Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, went after a Christian school in the Midwest, which had fired uh, one of its teachers, who had threatened legal action. There was a genuine squabble, a genuine dispute between the teacher and the school. And the teacher said, if you don't take me back, she was on disability leave, I'm going to sue you. And the school said, well, that's inconsistent with the Apostle Paul or St. Paul's teaching that we don't sue one another, we don't take one another to court. She said, I'm going to court. So she went to the EEOC, and uh, the uh, school did then say, you have uh, dissolved bonds of trust, you're fired. The EEOC took the position in the Obama administration that uh, the school couldn't fire her because they were retaliating against her for making a threat to just exercise her legal rights. Here's now the happy end of the story. The Supreme Court of the United States unanimously, nine to nothing, rejected the EEOC's position that the school was not within its rights. It was a hard case because the teacher had a good case. But guess what? A great principle of religious liberty, the principle of the autonomy of religious institutions carried the day, swept the field. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, <laughs> Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan, the, the so-called liberal wing of, of the court, was Justice Ginsburg has passed from this slide. But nine to nothing, the Supreme Court said to Obama EEOC, you can't do that. You have to leave them alone. So it's a great principle, one of the six principles that I try to describe in the book, and that's the principle of autonomy, the autonomy of churches and church-affiliated ministries, including church schools. Folks, we're speaking with Ken Starr, his new book, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Right in an Age of Uncertainty. Ken, right now as we're speaking, there are some people listening uh, on the Brown University campus, around the Brown University campus. When's the last time you were at Brown? And uh, t if, if you don't mind, just I'd be curious to hear about your experience when you were at Brown and your experience when you were in Providence. Yeah, I was there a long time ago, and I have great affection for Brown uh, in the political science department. I went there in a PhD program, and so I have last left campus. I've been back a time or two, and oh, long time, 1969. Oh. I got a math. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I got a master's degree in political science so there, and my experience was very positive. And I would go to a church at the at the chapel. Uh, and there, even though it was a time of ferment, we had, of course, the assassination of Dr. King, yes. of Robert, Robert Kennedy the prior year, a tumultuous uh, election, the election of Richard Nixon in 1968, uh, the civil rights movement and so forth, violence in the streets, cities burning, sound familiar and so forth. Yet there, there was, uh, I thought, uh, a sense of, uh, what should I say, seriousness of purpose on the part of the student body. Yep. Uh, there, there were no riots, etc. So uh, I actually had a wonderful experience at Brown and continued to contribute to, uh, to Brown University.
University. I'm very grateful uh, to Brown. Oh, yeah. No, the school is absolutely thriving. Folks, his uh, book, again, Religious Liberty in Crisis, Exercising Your Faith in Age of Uncertainty. He is Ken Starr. Ken, really a privilege to speak to you. Congratulations on the book. And uh, so glad that you were able to uh, speak out about it. And good luck, and we'll talk to you again sometime. Oh, I look forward to it, John. And thanks so much for your kindness. Thank you very much, folks. Ken Starr right here on The John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie and It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook 
or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- 351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today. For for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate 401 401- 6880517 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway. 401 401- 6880517 and remember now offering weekly trash collection services call for an estimate it's brothers disposal 401 6880517